Hello, welcome, lovely to see you. This is On The Left Side, the alternative football podcast. The big story this week was a certain court case for a certain footballer. Adam Johnson's trial and sentencing even got top billing on the BBC website, who chose to cover proceedings in the same way they'd cover any major sporting action, with live text commentary. Really, they did. I didn't look too deeply into it, but I assume you could also get full match commentary if you hit the red button. And here he comes now, he's past the solicitors, the judge is coming off the bench, he's into the box now, up, and he's gone down! He could be in real trouble with the officials here. Right, on with this week's podcast. Over the next 10 or so minutes, you will hear the one person who doesn't want Leicester City to win the league. We find the only positive if England get knocked out of the Euros early doors, and our Ari does what our Ari does best. But first, let's talk chicks. Ah, the international friendly break, the most hated of all footballing events. Waiting to find out if your most important player comes a cropper playing in an Eastern European potato field, disrupting your great league form with an enticing tie against a team of South American plumbers, or worst of all, having nothing to do on a Friday night when you really should be tinkering with your fancy football lineup. This time, the old adage about preparing yourself for the big tournament cropped up again, and for Wales, it was, can they cope at the European Championships without their superstar Gareth Bale and the Grim Reaper of football himself, Aaron Ramsey? The spotlight instead swung in the direction of Liverpool's Perlow wannabe, Joe Allen, who was doing his fair share of media appearances ahead of the games. In amongst the usual suspects was his front cover appearance on a big selling glossy magazine. Was he appearing to the lads with a shoot in FHM or pitching to be the next David Beckham in his pants for Cosmo? Nope, the Welsh midfielder scored himself a big feature in issue 12 of Chicken and Egg, a publication for the lovers and keepers of chickens. Smashing, or should I say, excellent. Apparently, Alan is quite the hen fancier with 16 chickens, some with fantastic names like Giblet, Kiev and Nugget. I actually love Joe for this. All his hens are former battery stock, rescued from a miserable life as a commercial hen and now living out their days in a footballer's palatial pile. But to be fair, he's not the first footballer to show a real interest in old birds now, is he? But what about England? An exciting, youthful lineup was on show as the three Lions took on Germany, with the majority of hopeful mumblings being focused around the Tottenham contingent in the team, particularly Delhi Alley. Hope and pressure that manager Roy Hodgson was keen to minimise. This is a team which is definitely work in progress. It's got to be. It's still only Delhi Alley's third game. Eric Dyer's third or fourth game. It's Harry Kane's fifth or sixth game. Let's not get carried away. Let's make certain that we keep these players with their feet on the ground. So how do you keep an international player's feet on the ground? How do you stop a young man getting carried away about his future? Obviously, you compare him to one of England's greatest ever players. Pre-match, Woy said that Ali could be the next Brian Robson, adding... He can do anything in that midfield position. He could be box to box, a number 10, or if you like, a number six. What you've done there, Roy, is just demonstrate Deli Ali's talent for wearing different number shirts. He could wear the number four shirt, or the number seven, or the number nine, or the number 16 shirt. He's a very, very talented young man. 
Luckily, as exciting as the Germany game was, it's not all international friendlies and we do have a real-life proper football tournament just around the corner and both England and Wales are clearly getting their ducks in a row. Wales have already announced that iconic rock band Manic Street Preachers will be recording their European Championship anthem. It's called Together Stronger. England, on the other hand, are keeping stum right now without even an ant or deck of a rumour. But that's not stopped Arsenal defender Callum Chambers dreaming a little when he was asked this question by Cheeky Sport. Who would you like to see record an England song for uh, Euro 2016? It's a tough choice. I mean, you want something a nation can get behind. Something inspiring, incredible. Something that a team of young men can use to motivate themselves when the going gets tough. Probably get stick wrong say Justin Beeves. Justin Beeves, <laughs> yes! No, 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 no. And yeah, you are going to get stick for this, Callum. But maybe Bieber isn't that bad a choice. At least if he records the England anthem, we might actually all be relieved when England get knocked out in the group stages. <laughs> It's nice to see a proper football man getting back into the game, isn't it? Our Ari Redknapp has traded in talking Cockney rubbish in the football press to instead once again talk Cockney rubbish in a sweaty changing room. And this time, the changing room is even more sweaty than usual, as it's the Arab nation of Jordan where Redknapp has signed up as the new national coach. I'm only hoping that he brings with him his usual coaching team and we see Joe Jordan becoming the coach of Jordan. Then it's only a small step to getting Eddie Jordan to drive the team coach and Katie Price, aka Jordan the model, as the team doctor. Or something. I'm sure she likes football. She's certainly a fan of two up front. The appointment yielded an early unexpected bonus, not only with Harry guiding his team to an impressive 8-0 debut victory, but with the man himself giving a classic post-match interview in a conversation reminiscent of a Brit abroad trying to order lunch in a foreign restaurant. Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome. Welcome. Uh, congratulations. Ah? Congratulations. Okay, thank you. Okay. About uh, Captain Abdullah Abu Zamia. Ah? Message from uh, Harry to Abdullah Abu Zamia. Yeah. I think that may be my favourite start to an interview ever. Hello. Hello. Uh, I can just see Harry sitting in his office in Jordan now, complaining about their funny accents and how you can't get a proper cup of tea and the bacon tastes a bit weird over here. The only real shock is that he didn't give the interview whilst he was leaning through his car window. Top of the league and with one of the informed strikers in the Premier League, it was maybe a bit of a shock that not a single Leicester City player started in Roy Hodgson's team against Germany. Maybe Roy was still listening to all those pundits who predicted a season of tears and disaster for the Foxes way back in September. <laughs> but even those red-faced TV sofa dwellers must be getting behind the unlikely champions-elect now, as the dream inches ever closer to reality. Everyone wants Leicester City to win the league. Well, almost everyone. Everyone apart from Kate Diamond, who confessed to Twitter this week that she had persuaded her long-suffering Leicester City-supporting husband James not to renew his season ticket. And now she feared for her marriage. On the left side, wanted to find out more. And so, just like John Terry at the slightest whiff of marital disharmony, we tracked down Kate and got her on the phone. 
Hello, Kate. Hello, how you doing? You all right? Kate, why did you persuade him not to renew his season ticket? Well, he, he got a new job over the summer and um, we've got small children and he wasn't really going to be seeing them in the week. So I said, you know, maybe we should sort of focus on having our weekends as a... You played the stuff. guilt card, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, blamed my kids, yeah. <laughs> it was just a boring grown-up discussion, like you have when you're married. So, no, I didn't kind of, like, stand over him and make him cancel it. The form came through the post, and I said, you know, maybe you should have a year off. Obviously, I was wrong. You know, I'll hold my hands up. OK, um, at what point did that dawn on you, that you might have got this wrong wrong, you might have made the like wrong call? Two games in. Two games, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty pretty much straight away, wasn't it, really? We didn't speak about it for a while, but then um, you got to sort of Christmas and it was getting a bit silly, really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it all came out then. What have you offered to do that we can broadcast to make it up to James? <laughs> People keep asking me that, like, what are you going to do to make it up to? I don't know what you think I should do. <laughs> I, I think you probably need to invest heavily in the club to ensure they have a successful second season. <laughs> yeah. A good Champions League campaign, yeah, maybe, exactly. something so like that. To Europe in summer, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a really decent bloke, and he's laughed it, well, to my face, anyway, he's laughed it off. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, obviously I didn't realise that this Twitter thing would go quite so out of control, but I just kind of did feel like I needed to, you know, acknowledge it in public, which is why I sent that tweet. Kind of like AA, standing up. Uh, I'm Kate yeah, yeah, and I've yeah. ruined my husband's life. Yeah, that kind totally. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't make excuses. It was, it was a ridiculous decision. Kate, thank you very much. I hope your marriage survives the season. Yeah, and so do I. Do you know what? I think it's a great thing. I think putting your family before your football club should happen unless it's the season they look like they're going to win the Premier League. In, yeah. that, in which case, yeah. don't make that decision. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks. Friday nights may never be the same again. From next season, a whopping 12 Premier League games are going to be screened, kicking off on a Friday night as the weekend itself kicks off. Sky Sports have some big plans for this footballing extravaganza. They want it to be so much more than just sport. Reports are suggesting that TV bosses have lined up Holly Willoughby, Vernon Kay and James Corden to host the coverage in some kind of hideous this morning family fortune stand-up comedy football Franken disaster. Yep, how do you win with football coverage? Apparently it's less football and more like, well, Friday night TV. But why stop with three non-footballing hosts and the inevitable banter-thon that it will create? Why not go the whole hog? We could have a public text vote to decide on starting lineups for Premiership teams, get players to deliver heartfelt stories about how their cats died straight to camera before they take an important penalty. Maybe, why not sign up Simon Cowell as the fourth official, reviewing video replays and deciding, was it a dive or was it a penalty? Oh God, I thought that was absolutely dreadful. It's going to be different. Yet still, whatever happens, it's going to be a lot better than Michael Owen's punditry. When they don't score, they hardly ever win, and that's their problem. Right, that's it for another week of On The Left Side. If you enjoy On The Left Side, then please help us to keep the podcast free. Give us a like on Facebook, On The Left Side Pod, or leave a lovely review on iTunes. 
But now, I'm off to flick through the free ads of Chicken and Egg magazine to see if I can bag myself a bargain cockerel, because that's full time. Bye! On the left side is a Paint Your Headphones production, written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. If you'd like to write for On the Left Side, then why not start with an email to hello at ontheleftside.co.uk. Yeah.